Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Coming up, more basketball. More, more basketball. Lots of basketball. But first, scoreboard update with the man himself, James Adams. Thank you, Coach. We have still a lot of basketball scores to get to, so jumping right into the boys' basketball scores. In the Banks of Wabash Tournament, South Vermilion, they took on Riverton Park. They won 59-33. Meanwhile, Park Heritage beat North Vermilion 64-29. In the Cass County Invitational, Caston beat Pioneer 52-36. Lewis Cass beat Logansport 52 to 35. In the Lafayette tournament, McCutcheon beat Twin Lakes 56 to 31. Lafayette Jeff over Lafayette Central Catholic 45 to 38. Benton Central they beat Rensselaer Central 57 to 55 in overtime. And Harrison West Lafayette well they beat West Lafayette 60 to 53. Looking at some more girls basketball scores, we have Shaw Memorial. They beat South Southwestern, excuse me, Southwestern Hanover 63 to 61. Southport beat Bloomington North 67 to 57. Sullivan over Northview 58 to 42. Tell City over South Central Elizabeth 60 to 23. Triton Central 61. Waldron 25. Vincent's Lincoln, they beat Salem 58-34. Warren Central over Carmel 79-64. Warsaw beat Ben Davis 60-50. Washington Township 69, Boone Grove 18. Western Boone beat Tri-West 76-75 in triple overtime. While Whiteland, they beat Plainfield 53-38. The Indiana Pacers are struggling right now against the Utah Jazz. They are down by 21 points with about a minute left in the third. Jazz 101, Pacers 79. Not looking too good for the blue and gold. If they're going to mount a comeback, they need to start here soon. Statistical leaders for the Pacers, Miles Turner has 18 points, Jalen Smith 12, Tyrese Halliburton 14 off the bench, Benedict Matherin has 10 points. Meanwhile, in the Pac-12 championship game, number four, USC, is down by 10 points to number 11, Utah. 17-27, we are in the fourth quarter, just about 10 seconds off the clock in that. That is one to keep an eye on, an upset by Utah. That could throw a wrench in the college football playoffs. Speaking of big college football games, tomorrow the Big Ten Championship game between Purdue and Michigan here in Indianapolis, Lucas Oil Stadium at 8 o'clock. Purdue head coach Jeff Brom spoke on his team's preparation before the big game. You know, the turnaround is so quick. It's not like a bowl game where you spend a whole lot of time preparing. You've got to get right back to the, the next opponent, and that's Michigan. And you know, cram in as much as you can to make sure you have enough bullets in, in the holster. Uh, but our guys, I think, have been able to compete the last three weeks. We've made some improvements. Uh, this, of course, will be a, a huge test against a very talented team. So we're going to have to really take that to another level. But uh, you always want to measure yourself against the best. And I get that opportunity on Saturday. Brom also spoke about the challenge of playing under the lights at Lucas Oil Stadium. Well, we'll all be more comfortable <laughs> not standing in the cold and the wind. But, uh, yes, anytime the elements are good, it uh, makes for a a level playing field for everybody. Uh, so they have a really good quarterback who's dynamic and they made a bunch of big throws in their game. I'm sure it'll help them. Um, and hopefully it'll help us, you know, be as precise as we can. You know, these guys cover well. They get to, get to the quarterback fast. They do a lot of uh, really good things on third down. So we'll have our hands full. But, uh, yes, we're looking forward to playing in a great uh, venue like Lucas Oil. 
On Sunday, the Indianapolis Colts are taking on the Dallas Cowboys at 820. That's a primetime game on NBC. The Colts are underdogs in this game. Interim head coach Jeff Saturday spoke to the media and said he isn't concerned about draft picks right now. No, absolutely not. You know, from the guys in this room, you and and myself included, I know my name's getting attached to wins and losses. So whatever happens, that, that ain't my business, right? You know, I'm about W's and L's, and, and I want to be the best head coach I can be. And so I'll have more scores for you in the next update for Network Indiana. I'm James Adams. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. High school basketball tonight, Plainfield. 53-50 winners over Whiteland in a Mid-States Conference matchup. Plainfield's Andy Weaver joins me. Coach, thanks for the call. Hail to the varsity. Congratulations on the win tonight. Hey, thanks, Bob. You do know, I've told you this story, the first song our daughter ever learned how to sing was not some childhood story. It was Hail to the Varsity. We taught her that. Uh, to make awesome. sure she, that that is awesome. It's a true story. My wife and I are both proud Quakers. And so Steph, uh, who went to Franklin Community High School, could sing the uh, Plainfield fight song. That was one of the first things she could sing. So tell me about this year's group. You get a, a great win tonight against a good Whiteland team. Yeah, it was it was a great win for us on the road at Whiteland. And, uh, you know, they're a very good basketball team. And uh, we found ourselves down uh, – 18 to 12 after one uh we're down 34 to 30 at halftime so we're down four uh but our guys uh just played tough in the second half um you know we outscored 23 to 16 in the second half uh game got a little bit slower um and it came down to the wire um (laughs) and uh, we had the last possession and uh we were one for 10 from three tonight but at 50 all, we uh, we try to get into a set. It kind of gets broken up, and Whiteland takes away the options, and we end up with the ball uh, passed uh, to Colin Schmidt, a six foot seven junior for us, and he took a he took a three pointer on the left wing and made it with just a little over a second to go to get us the win. <laughs> just like you draw it up on the board. <laughs> uh, all right, who stands out in your mind tonight for your for your guys? Well, I, I think I think what stands out for us was, um, you know, Whiteland. Um, you know, their top, their two top scores, uh, McLaughlin and Willoughby, are just guys who can score at, at all three levels, inside, mid-range, and, and behind the arc, and they can attack the basket. And we took four charges tonight. And I think that mm. really, really swung the momentum our way in the second half. And uh, Cameron Young, the senior for us, he took three charges. And then Colin Schmidt, who had the game-winning three, took the other charge. Um, you know, Colin Schmidt ended up with 15 points tonight, and Garrett right. Irwin. A senior, a senior guard force ended up with 13, and Caden Vanderbush, a junior, um, six foot five, had eight points for us. So, uh, those are some things you know that that kind of stood out for us tonight. Well, the Vanderbush family, well represented. We know Randy. Randy's a longtime friend of my daughter's from high school. What a great family. Love them. Love to see that happen. All right. So, who's up next for you guys? Well, um, 
we play Carmel tomorrow night at home. So oh, that's um, right. Oh, they're coming. Well, I, I talked to Ryan Osborne. I told him to when he walked down the hall and saw my uh, my my plaque up there for the Hall of Fame to be nice and not deface it. You know, show a little respect when he gets in there. So yeah. Uh, so obviously, it, could, it's a tremendous challenge for us. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, we we uh, we uh, we just feel like with our group, we need some challenges, and uh, it's paid off a right. couple of years ago. Uh, you know, because of uh, when we were going through COVID and lost games, we added sure. teams. Wow. We really felt help prepare us for down the road. And so, obviously, that's what we get tomorrow night in Carmel. Well, it's a, a great test. I like how you do it. Uh, congratulate you on the win tonight. Andy Weaver from Plainfield. Plainfield beating Whiteland 53-50. Good luck tomorrow night, Andy. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, Coach. You're welcome. J.R. Howell joins me from Zionsville, one of the best games around the state. Zionsville beats number 12 Westfield 43-40 in overtime. J.R., thank you so much for the call, and congratulations on an exciting win tonight. Yeah, thanks, Coach. I appreciate it. It was a, a great win for us and uh, with a good crowd and just a, just a good classic HEC battle uh, over at Zionsville tonight. You know what? You, I guess you could start out with something a little easier than, than playing these guys. But quite frankly, you know, if you're going to be a good basketball team, you got to meet a challenge like this, and your kids did. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we started the season off, you know, playing at Carmel, then playing Ben Davis, and then now Westfield tonight. And, uh, you know, it's three three-game stretch there. Of, yeah. Yeah. Of, you know, just having to be tough and, and grinded out games and, um, you know, a – it, tonight was just a battle. I mean, I don't think either team got up more than four points. Uh, it was just back and forth the whole game. And, you know, we were just able to, to make some, some key defensive stops late. And, uh, you know, we, we hit a shot at the end to, to pull it off. So, JR, I need you to hang on through this scoreboard update, okay? Can you do that? Absolutely. All right. I want to talk more about this game. Zionsville in overtime beats Westfield 43-40. We'll come back, talk about that. Plus, we'll talk about the North and South Putnam matchup with Kurt Darling. That's all coming up on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. With this scoreboard update, I'm James Adams. Let's jump right back into the basketball scores on the boys' side of things. Elkhart Christian, they beat Hamilton 46-22. Evansville Bossy beat Boonville 68-58. Evansville Central, 44, Terre Haute North, 30, Evansville Memorial, 40, Gibson Southern, 38, and Evansville Wright, 62, Vincennes Lincoln, 60. Moving on down, we've got Indian Creek over Owen Valley, 72-39, to 39. Indianapolis Cathedral, 74, Brebuff Jesuit, 45. Indianapolis Cecina beat Park Tudor 58 to 55. Indianapolis Washington beat Irvington Prep Academy 59 to 9. Looking over at the girls basketball side of things, Chesterton, they beat Michigan City 69 to 34. Clinton Prairie over Sheridan 54 to 32. Crown Point 55, Portage 39. Danville 75, Purdue Poly Inglewood 39 and Eastbrook 60. Mississinawa 42. In college football in the Pac-12 championship game, Utah is now up 10 over USC with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter, 34-24. That is a potential upset brewing. Meanwhile, for the blue and gold in NBA action tonight against the Utah Jazz, it is not going well. Utah 111, Indianapolis 91. 
I will have more scores for you in the next scoreboard update. For Network Indiana, I'm James Adams. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Before the scoreboard update, we were talking with J.R. Howell, the head coach at Zionsville. Zionsville is number 22 in the 4A poll. They'd be number 12, Westfield, 43-40 in a tremendous matchup. Uh, This game going to overtime. I just... One of those games, biggest lead anybody gets is four points. Uh, it's kind of it, it, here I am sitting in a studio, but it sounds like a, a sectional championship matchup, did it not? Yeah, I mean, you know, playing against Westfield uh, and being a conference opponent. I mean, we we both know each other really well, um, right? And and it was just a, a just a battle. I mean, it the the crowd was great for both sides. Westfield brought a great student section. We had a great student section, and. Um, I mean, it was just a it was just a, a dogfight. I mean, um, a lot of defensive stops. Um, not gr- not a great shooting night by either team, but uh, I mean, it was just a, a just a tough game to win, and you had to make some plays. You had to make plays. <laughs> I yeah. like that. So uh, regulation. Anybody have a chance to win in regulation? Uh, yeah, they had uh, they had the possession, uh, and we were able we were able to get a big stop. Um, you know, we actually I think they had the ball for the last thirty seconds or so of, of regulation. They took the ball out of bounds underneath with about two seconds, and um, we were able to. They missed a shot um, and able to kind of run the clock out there. But um, you know, for us to be able to to get a stop, you know, playing defense for a minute, the ball goes out of bounds. Right, right. You know, could have been ours and. It was it was a uh, just a tough tough defense to play for us and uh, we did a great job executing. All right, so overtime, tell me how you win this. Do you, do you hit one at the horn or how do you how do you yeah. win it? Yeah, I'm going to set it up for you because we were down two with 17 seconds to go, and uh, one of our sophomore players went to the free throw line for a one and one, and. You know, I'll give him credit. His name's Drew Snively, and, and he mm-hmm. drained both mm-hmm. free throws to tie it. <laughs> uh, and then we were able right. to get a, a stop with 17 seconds, and, uh, they, you know, we had a 1.6 left on the clock and had to go full length of the floor. And, uh, you know, we were able to kind of got a little lucky on the timing of jump, on a jump, but uh, Logan Iams was able to get it and knocked it from about the volleyball line, banked it in at the buzzer. So, um, it was it was an awesome atmosphere. It was a great way to win. <laughs> man, oh man, uh, that is a fantastic way to win. I wasn't there, but I'm excited for you. All right, when do you play again? Uh, we have a quick turnaround. Uh, play tomorrow at one fifteen in the uh, sneakers for Santa uh, Ooh, showcase over in right, Brownsburg. Right. We get uh, Gary twenty first. So uh, be a be a good good game for us to play and and kind of see how we can right. you know bounce back after a quick turnaround well tonight zionsville prevails in overtime 43 40 over at westfield jr how thanks jr good luck tomorrow thanks very much right. thanks coach i appreciate it you're welcome thank you kurt darling joins me talking some north putnam south putnam hello kurt hey there coach how you doing tonight I'm great. Thank you for holding. Who are you working for tonight? ISC Sports Network, like most nights. So good to have uh, uh, good to be I, I had Rake on. I said, work, yeah. so. 
<laughs> I said you guys are the, the acknowledged leaders uh, in our state, and uh, you guys are all over the place. So you have a uh, big matchup. You're in Putnam County, right? you got North Putnam and South Putnam. It doesn't matter what they're playing. This is a big deal, is it not? Well, not only big deal once, but twice, actually, Coach. It was a doubleheader tonight. The girls' teams from both schools playing each other in the first game and then the boys following right. it up in the second game. So we got a two-for-one package in this one. But it was uh, certainly a, it was a competitive game on the girls' side at the, at the outset, actually. In fact, actually, North Putnam was probably the favorite coming into this game. After all, they were 7-2 and two on the year coming into tonight. So it was uh, – Definitely right. a highly anticipated conference game for them. But actually, South Putnam actually came out ahead early. They led at halftime, 22-21. to 21. Um, They were ahead as many as 10 points before North Putnam was able to bounce back a little bit. But uh, in the second half, though, after they had – both teams had really committed a lot of turnovers in the first half. They both kind right. of reeled it back in a little bit, and that's when North Putnam really started to pour it on, especially from behind the arc, actually. They made six three-pointers in the second half three of them coming from Addie Osborne, who came off the bench for North Putnam tonight to lead with 14 points. North Putnam would end up having three players in double-figure scoring tonight, and they end up winning that game 54-44. So only the 14th time that they've actually been able to beat South Putnam in the last 20 years since really? these teams have met each other twice a year um, in the last 20 years or so. So it's always been a really competitive matchup amongst the girls. Well, it sounds like it uh, continued uh, that great tradition. So take me through the uh, boys matchup. Uh, who wins this one? Well, North Putnam barely scrapes this one out, so they get the sweep tonight in the doubleheader. But it was a much closer, and quite frankly, Coach, it, was, it just seemed like these two teams were just taking a metal axe and trying to crack a metal stump in this whole game. They both mm. were very, very rusty mm -hmm. coming into this first half because they had both come off a 10-day layoff. They played their first game right. 10 days ago and coming into their second game. So uh, both teams really committed a lot of turnovers like they like the girls did in the first half. But um, North Putnam leads at halftime 17-15. to 15. That just goes to show you how low of a scoring game it was at the outset. But also, but one of the big things in the first half, Coach, was the fact that Drew Hill for South Putnam, he had three fouls. Now, Drew Hill is arguably their best player for South Putnam. Well, he ends up pouring on 22 points in the second half for South Putnam, really making it a really big, tough game. But North right, Putnam really right. battled back. Brayton Manette had a really good game, as well as Nolan Hackleman. They both were solid from behind the arc. Brayden uh, Monnet was able to hit a huge three-pointer with just about a minute left to go in the game. That put North Putnam up, and that would end up being the game-winning shot for Braden Monette. So he finishes with 13 points tonight to lead it for North Putnam. So North Putnam, they get the Putnam County bucket, as these two teams play for. And uh, so it moves to in the north side of the county for the first time since last year. So a good win for North Putnam tonight, and they move to 8-2 and two on the year. Kurt Darling from the ISC Network on the call of the boy-girl doubleheader, North Putnam, South Putnam. Kurt, thank you so much for your time. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Coach. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I look forward to it. Andrew Smith from the New Palestine Radio Network. Uh, New Pal, 62-53 winners over Eastern Hancock tonight. Andrew, thanks for the call. Impressive uh, win for the uh, Dragons tonight.
Yeah, really impressive win over an Eastern Hancock team that had three starters returning from a team that was eight minutes away from going to Gamebridge Fieldhouse last spring. And um, the -hmm. Dragons jumped out to a big early lead. Uh, They started the game with a 13-2 run. Uh, A pair of Ian Stevens dunks and a couple of three-pointers from Blaine Nunnally got it started. And then Eastern Hancock turned up its defense and just slowly got back into the game. Trailed by double digits at the end of the first quarter, but... It wasn't a big run, but they'd get a couple of baskets here, a couple of baskets there, and uh, Jacob Spalding and Edric Miller led them back into the game, and they took a 33-31 lead early in the third quarter. But uh, it kind of felt like New Palestine's depth began to uh, assert itself, and uh, New Palestine coach Trent Whitaker made a little change in the fourth quarter. They put Blaine Nunnally, their point guard, in the high post against Eastern Hancock's 2-3 zone. And Blaine basically caught and either took the ball to the basket or dished and ended up scoring 13 of his 23 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, And then Ian Stevens as well had six. And uh, Ian Stevens having a tremendous start to the year. He had 24 last week against Richmond. At 21 tonight, he's pretty much a double-double machine, has been the last couple of years. And uh, those two guys really carried New Palestine as they were able to build a five-point lead and just kept going back and forth between five and seven. Every time the Royals would get it to five, uh, Blaine Nunnally had hit another shot, push it back to seven, and eventually uh, the Dragons pull away to a 62-53 win. And and as mentioned, Blaine Nunnally with 23 points, Ian Stevens with 21, and Moses Haynes had a couple of big threes as well to keep the Dragons ahead or put them back ahead. Uh, in in the second and third quarters. And uh, Jacob Spaulding, head coach Aaron Spaulding's son, is an excellent player for Eastern Hancock. He had four threes, had 16 Andrew, points for them. Uh, and uh, a good game tonight for the two teams. Andrew. Andrew Smith, thanks so much. With this scoreboard update, I'm James Adams. We've got some more boys basketball scores to get to. Jay County beat Woodlawn 56-51. Jimtown beat Concord 50-48. John John Glenn beating Elkhart 58-24. Couts, they took on DeMott Christian and won 52-47. Leo took on Heritage. They beat Heritage 66-39. Linton Stockton 65. Clay City 33. Lagodi beat Wood Memorial 47-29, while McConaughey beat North Miami 86-38. Madison Grant over West Dell 94-44, and Manchester beat Wawasee 57-55. Looking again at some girls' basketball scores, we've got Greencastle over West Vigo 51-38, Greenwood beating Martinsville 43-20, Hammond Knoll took on Calumet and won 80-15. Hanover Central beat Waiting 49-32, while Homestead beat Carroll Fort Wayne 60-55. Indian Creek beating Owen Valley 76-47, and Indiana Deaf beating Indianapolis Riverside 66-17. And the Pacers taking on the Utah Jazz. Utah is up 124-107, so it looks like it's going to be another loss for the Pacers. But in the Pac-12 championship game... USC up or USC down 40 to 24 to the Utah Utes. For Network Indiana, I'm James Adams. Welcome back to Indiana Sports Talk, everyone. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Boys High School basketball tonight, Noblesville with an impressive win. 
55-47 over Fishers. Noblevilles. Scott McClellan joins me. Coach, thanks so much for the call, and congratulations on a good win over a good team tonight. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, uh, good win for us. Um, four and double figures, so that's that's never a bad thing. Um, you know, I uh, thought we did a pretty good job with with arguably one of the best players in the state, and Jalen Harrelson. Uh, mm-hmm. He finished with twenty five. Uh, you know, you say that. Well, how do you, how did you do a good job? This guy had twenty five. <laughs> he's a load because um, he could go for thirty five. <laughs> right. I mean, he's just a good player and and. Uh, Tough matchup for us, but I, uh, overall, I mean, you know, to keep them at 47, uh, obviously is encouraging. And, yeah, yeah. You know, another win, so uh, we'll take it and keep trying to focus in on getting better. And it doesn't get any easier with Carmel and Anderson next week. <laughs> <laughs> the joy of being in Hamilton County. <laughs> yes. So your your plan tonight was to what, did you double did you did you uh, how did you approach your your assignments defensively to hold him down to forty seven? Well, I think you know everything starts with him and with Jay, with Harrelson, and we just really talked about trying to crowd him and get right. his way, and, and um, you know first quarter I thought we did a pretty good job. Uh, he only had I think he had four. Second quarter, I thought he wore us down. Third quarter, I thought we mm-hmm. did a fantastic job on him. Uh, fourth quarter, not bad. He, you know, he's just such a good player. So, you know, he's going to get a couple points. We talked about right. that. Guys, don't don't hang your head. He He's going to score a couple baskets. He's just that good a player. Uh, and then, you know, we can't allow Metzger and a couple of their other guys to get going, and we didn't. So, I, you know, ultimately – I think their next guy was with six and, and um, you know, a couple guys with five or four and then a couple twos in there. So, overall, pretty good, you know, team defense uh, tonight. So, that that was encouraging. And, you know, uh, we have four guys in double figures. That's, right. that's always, you know, helpful. It means we're sharing the ball a little bit. And, uh, um, you know, uh, they just – they do such a good job of trying to get you to play fast and get right. you kind of right. in a frantic pace. And uh, I thought for the most part we played with some poise and some composure um, through that. All right. Now, you mentioned you've got a big week. Who do you play next? We play Carmel on Friday and Anderson on Saturday. Ooh, yikes. Well, Good test for you early, but uh, you learned a lot, a lot about your group tonight, and you got that to build on this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're going to enjoy it tonight, and uh, you know, get ready to go and start preparing for Carmel uh, tomorrow, and uh, you know, give the guys a little bit of time to kind of yeah. rest up and heal up, and uh, you know, so uh, first double weekend, those are never easy. So uh, no, you know, we'll find out a lot about those about our team next week. He's Scott McClellan, the basketball coach at Noblesville. Noblesville, big, solid win over Fishers tonight, 55-47. Scott, thanks so much for your time. Have a great weekend.
Hey, you you do the same. And Bob, you know, on behalf of the basketball coaches in the state, thank you for all that you do for us. I mean, I mean that. I know we talk about that amongst my right. buddies and our friends, but uh, it's really neat that you've continued to keep this going and promote high school basketball the way you have. <laughs> Well, thank, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you. the kind words more than you can can know, Scott. I appreciate what you say. Thank you. Good luck All next good. time out. Thank you. Thank you, Kip Westner, the man himself, the publisher of the incredibly popular, often imitated, never duplicated Hoosier basketball magazine, joins me. Hello, Kip. Hi, Bob. Great day. All is right with huh? the all. All is right with the world, brother. Uh, Indiana yeah. sports talk, and we're back talking about basketball. Not that I don't yeah. like football. I love football, but uh, uh, you know, I, I'm a hoopster. <laughs> that's, that's my life. It's been my life since I was a little kid, and so well, it's always great. And I'm glad you joined me. I love talking to you. You know that. We're grinding away to have the 53rd annual Who's Your Basketball magazine. And my goal is to have it before Christmas, but uh, I took some time and saw the mid-state showdown between Martinsville and Greenwood tonight, which wound up being a really good game. Uh, Carter Campbell had 17 points for Greenwood, and Brody Staggs had 17 points for Martinsville. The score was tied at 43 in the fourth quarter. And Martinsville went on to a 59-48 victory. They uh, Caleb Cheatham had 15 points. He missed all of mm. last season with an injury. And Martinsville starts five seniors. So, you know, wow. as being a coach, wow. when you have five yeah. seniors, they have six on their roster, but five right. five seniors that have put in a lot of minutes. And a lot of times they're two and uh, two and one to start the season. And my right. daughter is right. a cheerleader, a varsity cheerleader at Martinsville High School. So right. I'm sure I'm going to see a lot of uh, eggs. Kipstag's group right. this year, but it was a fun night tonight for sure in the John R. Wooden Gymnasium. Right. Well, Brody is uh, is he's part of my family. You know that. Um, yeah. Um, so you know, I'm, I think I've he's got been to, in listen. double figures all three games, and uh, um, he he's done he's done well. He's he's had a good. I need to get season. down. I need to get down and watch him and watch Kip. You know because um, they're, they're they're valued, loved family members. I don't spend enough time with them. And so uh, I promise you I'm going to come down and, and watch a game. So uh, frantically a working crowd. on they, uh, yeah. yeah, boys, girls, yeah. doubleheaders, good crowd. They had the uh, Pacers, the Pacers dunking uh, group between games oh, put yeah. on the show, yeah. too. So it was, right. it was really festive for sure. But uh, I'm back at the office now. And like I say, we're going to have the 53rd annual magazine. I've, right. uh, I got some messages from around the state. You know, I still have a lot of my, my guys are going to games. In fact, I got a video right. of the right. uh, Logan Imes uh, buzzer beater where – uh, Zionsville was able to get past Westfield, and I saw a box Ooh. four of Peru right. and Kokomo, where Florida Bavunga had 19 points and 12 rebounds and a victory over Peru. And uh, Dale Lawrence was at the Eastern Howard or Hancock versus New Palestine game, which New Palestine I think yep. came out on top. And they so did. we still got our guys out and around uh, the state. We're just trying to get a magazine so we can uh, walk those stands like we do 
the great thing about it is you you remind me uh, as if I'm going to forget, but you remind me of how many years I've been married because uh, my wife and I have been married uh, for 53 years. So it, it coincides with Gary starting the magazine. I know he didn't do it just for us, but it coincides with uh, our wedding vows back in 1969 when he got this thing started. It is kind of amazing, you know, 53 years, not just for your marriage, obviously, but the Hoosier Basketball Magazine and the landscape of the way the state for for the sport has uh, changed and to just grind through Gary Donna, he called it a labor of love and it truly, truly is as far as I'm concerned as well, too. It's... uh, People like it. I get a lot of calls wanting to know when can I get it, where can I get it. And uh, if anybody wants to pre-order, they can uh, call Hoosier Basketball Magazine at 317-925-8200. Send in a payment for $19, and we'll get you on the prepaid subscriber list. So the day we get them from the printer is how we uh, mail out those initial orders. But, but yeah, from... uh, all over the state, all over the country, and Gary used to even talk about internationally. People would be uh, wanting to yeah, get the Hoosier absolutely. Magazine. All right, can you hang on through this scoreboard update? Sure, sounds good. Thank you. I like it. Hoosier Basketball Magazine's Kip Westner and I will come back and talk some more basketball because it's that time of year. It's December, uh, and we're playing. The magazine will be out, hoping for Christmas. It'll be a great Christmas present, great stuffing, st- uh, stocking stuffer, so to speak. <laughs> Easy for me to say. We are back up, uh, coming up with James Adams and another scoreboard update on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. What better way to end a good night than to talk to one of our favorites, Brendan King. Hello, Brendan. Hey, Coach. Good to talk to you. I hope, you have had, you, hope you've had a great Friday. It's been fun. A lot of talking basketball, it's been fun. All right, so, so tonight you emceed. Walk me through this situation you were in, involved in tonight. Sounded like a pretty cool deal. Oh, uh, an absolute blast, Coach. I had the pleasure and honor of being the guest MC and moderator and Q&A runner, I guess, for – a Chicago Cubs charity group. Uh, their name is Club 400. And, Coach, this is truly the coolest, coolest Cubs collection I've ever seen. This is a literal, normal-looking house on the west side of Chicago, Lake in the Hills, Illinois, uh, an hour-and-a-half drive from my parents' house. I really didn't know what I was getting into. But, again, this is for Chicago Cubs charities. There were 100 Cubs fans or so here tonight to come out and meet two guys, Brennan Davis and Cole Franklin. Brennan is the number one Cubs prospect right now. He was with us in 2019, won the championship. Cole Franklin is a top 30 Cubs prospect. He's a right-handed pitcher. He won the championship with us this year. And Cole and Brennan are two of my closest friends in the game. I got to see them tonight and help MC their Q&A session with the fans. They signed some autographs. And this is literally the coolest Cubs collection I've ever seen. It's the ultimate man cave, autographs, pictures, I mean, this is a rite of passage for Cubs players. I mean, Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, the entire 2016 World Series team was here after they won. And it, it is just Cubs everything in this basement. And a normal-looking house otherwise. But it is really, really fun. 
And, uh, <laughs> Coach, you can imagine the 10-year-old Cubs fan. Uh, it right. was just beaming out of me all night. So it, it was awesome. So who owns the house? It is the director of Club 400, which is, again, a Chicago Cubs charities group. It is his house. Right. And he opens it up to hundreds of Cubs fans a year. It, 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 it's amazing, <laughs> Coach. It, it, like, if a Cubs fan texts yeah. you that, he, that they want to come over and enjoy this man cave. Coach, this man cave, it has, like, 12 TVs. It, Coach, it even has a, 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 a an organ in it. There, there is an organ that was used at Ridley Field <laughs> in the 1990s. And it is still right, functional. Right. It was being played here tonight. So it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, how cool is that? That's pretty. That's almost as much fun as hosting Indiana Sports Talk, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, I'll tell you what. The next time I see you, I'm going to show you pictures and some videos I took from this place, and you're not going to believe it. It is. <laughs> it, it, it should. It looks like. It looks like Cooperstown, for heaven's sake, Coach. I mean, dedicated. Oh, uh, I've been to Cooperstown. I went when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, and to this day. Um, one of the greatest times of my life. I've done some. I'm, I'm fortunate to have been able to do some cool stuff, but hanging out with my family, uh, it was wonderful. All right, when are you working on this show? Are you ever working again? Or? I, I plan to work again, Coach, and I will see you next weekend. I'll look forward to talking to you tomorrow right. night. Have a great weekend. He's Brendan King. Thanks, Brendan. Have a great weekend. Thanks, my Coach. thanks. To Graham Shear and James Adams, well done. Thanks so much to our great stations that bring you the show every Friday and Saturday night. And thanks to all of you for making us the most listened to sports talk show in our state's history. It is the history-making, legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.